Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The Midday Grind, featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. <laughs> you serious? Martin Kilcoin. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Live from the Kirkwood Studios, 12.04 on a Wednesday. You know what that means, folks. Gather around the radio. If you're in your car, don't, don't gather around. That's probably unsafe. But it's hockey time. It's Strix time of year. No family vacations are allowed till mid to late June. That's a rule every year because we're in this eight-year window where the Blues might just win the Cup. Andy Strickland, Fox Sports Midwest, and the host of Hockey Sense every Friday at 4 o'clock. Strick, great to see you. Well, it's great to be here. Who am I? Uh, Gordo. Thank you. Ah, okay. <laughs> Aren't the Blues on the ice right now? I just came from the rink. Boys That's, are on the ice. Are they ready? How much are I, they fired uh, up? This is how much I care about the show. Thank you. Is that I will leave the rink during the uh, second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs game. to come do this show? Just leaving practice. No, it was practice. This we is saw more practice than yesterday. Practice. Yeah, absolutely. We saw practice. practice yesterday, then more practice today. Working on a lot of special teams, a lot of power play work in today's practice. Was there a better matchup, a preferred matchup, Nashville or Dallas? I mean, I know the home ice comes with Dallas. Mm-hmm. Some people said they wanted to avoid Ben Bishop, but yeah. Pekka Rene is a guy who could steal a series. Do you think there was a big difference between who you faced? Uh, I think Dallas is the better team. I think the better team won the series. But I think any time you get an opportunity to have home ice advantage, you take it. I think the organization certainly looks at it that way because revenue-wise, you certainly get a chance to have four games at home versus three, and we all know how important that is. You know, Dallas was the lower seed. I know head-to-head they uh, had the advantage over St. Louis, um, but you know Nashville's a team who went to the Cup Final a couple years ago. Last year, they had a great season, lost in seven in the second round to Winnipeg. This year, won the division, so I know they didn't have a great first round. Pecorine is been a little bit inconsistent although in the final game that they played against Dallas I mean he was really on his game and he can certainly steal a series just like Ben Bishop can and listen it's another test for Jordan Bennington and another opportunity for us to see what he's all about because he's been amazing so far appliance discounters brings you this noon hour here and don't forget appliance discounters has those six area locations except now it's seven how about that update they are expanding once again they're coming to the maplewood richmond heights area wow great news for you folks and the exciting thing about that location over there they're gonna have some fun with the colors a little more bright 
kind of showy, kind of like artsy. I'm just telling you, this is a different vibe. What are you saying? You mean you mean like the options to buy a refrigerator or a, disher, a, a dishwasher or a washer and dryer? They're going to have more colors available. More unique, colorful appliances. Wow. So you, if you, some reds, some blues, yes, some yellows. If you I want like a little that. bit of flair, you're going to want to check out the Art of Appliances. It's the newest location in the Deer Creek Shopping Center that's right there on Laclede Station Road. So oh, this yeah. is big, oh, yeah. big news, appliance discounts. i got to retrain myself because I'm always talking about those six area locations. Make it lucky number seven. Good for appliance discounters. And again, that huge showroom It's going to open June 1st in the Maplewood-Richmond Heights area, really the edge of Webster Groves there, the Deer Creek Plaza, mm. the art of appliances. And so some of the young kids out there A-R-T. moving into a place. Yeah, well, yeah. Maplewood's an up-and-coming pl- spot here in St. Louis, has been for a few years now. Richmond Heights, great community. Used to live very close to both of those, so they're uh, very close to my heart. But I went to the Baldwin location last week, in fact, and saw Did you get the air saw filter? John, I got the filter. Good for you. Took care of me, it's a big step. Yeah. Uh, it's a great time to buy an appliance discounters. Don't forget, there's a tax holiday that's going on through Thursday. That's going on right now. You can save on the Missouri sales tax on any purchase of an Energy Star appliance. That's going on right now at appliance discounters. Make wow. sure you stop by. More information at theappliancediscounters.com. Let's talk Ben Bishop and remind me. The history here, because yes. I've been asking Frank and I've been asking Charlie. And hey, what did Frank say? Well, I've asked. What, the, what did Charlie tell you? Now? Okay. The question <laughs> I asked both of them is, do you think he's got a little chip on his shoulder? Uh, like, hey, I should have been the Blues goalie. I should be playing in my hometown. I mean, that mm-hmm. is a unique opportunity that he was denied. Yeah. So the question to them was, does he have a chip on his shoulder? Charlie said, no, this is the playoffs. He just wants to win. Frank said, absolutely. I got a little chip on my shoulder. I should have been the Blues goalie. I don't know if chip is the right word, but let me tell you this. He's going to be locked in and locked in as ever wanting to beat his hometown team. That is He's the going to have answer. family and friends in the stands every single game in both venues. Obviously, he'll be pumped up and amped up to win on home ice, but he will be here as well. This guy comes back to St. Louis in the summers. Uh, he's very close to a number of people that still live here. He's got a lot of support here in St. Louis. He was drafted by the Blues, as you know, and, of course, came up in the Blues organization. So you can be sure this is a huge opportunity for him. I think that's the way he's looking at it. And Ben Bishop is one of those goaltenders, and we all know he's a Vesna finalist this year, and he had a great season, and he's taken teams. He's been a Vesna finalist in the past as well, and he's taken teams to the Stanley Cup final. He's had good playoff runs. Um, and he can go to sleep. He can be a little bit sleepy at times, but he is a goaltender who can flip a switch, and he can get as locked in as any goaltender in the league. And the reason why Dallas missed the playoffs last year was because he went down with an injury late in the year. He wasn't available, and they missed the playoffs because of it. And the reason why they had their great comeback story in the second half of the season is because he was the best goalie in the NHL over the course of the last 25 games or so. So, uh, he is their best player, there's no doubt, and he's a guy who can steal a series, and the Blues are going to have to make life difficult on him. A former Kirkwood star, a mm-hmm. junior Blue back in the day. Triple-A Blue. Triple-A Blue, excuse yes. me. Excuse me, Triple-A Blues. So the Blues draft him third round 2005. This mm-hmm. predates Army. This pre- I mean, back yeah. then you're talking Mike Kitchen was probably the coach at that point. Mm-hmm. Maybe Andy Murray coming along. Anyway, he was drafted by his hometown team. When he gets shipped out, is it because of Halak? And I'm trying to remember. No, the it was Brian of- Elliott who 
had um, it was between Ben Bishop and Brian Elliott who was going to make the team out of training camp. Brian Elliott had come over from Colorado prior to or before he was in or after he was in Ottawa, so he got traded to Colorado and really struggled when he was a member of the Avalanche, and he couldn't get a one-way contract. Brian Elliott signed a two-way deal with the Blues, and the competition was between Bishop and Elliott. And the Blues wanted more experience at the backup position, Bishop still being young, so they went with Elliott to back up Yarrow Halak here in St. Louis. And Bishop was lights out. He was unbelievable in the American Hockey League. And if you remember, Brian Elliott kind of stole the show and all of a sudden became became a great story here in St. Louis, took over the reins as being the number one guy and the individual who pushed out Yarrow Halak. And they made a decision to move forward as an organization with Brian Elliott and not Ben Bishop because they had Jake Allen waiting in the wings, who was the partner in the American Hockey League with Ben Bishop, he and Jake Allen are very, very close. They're good buddies. And um, we're both unbelievable down in the American Hockey League. Don't forget Jake Allen was incredible in the American League as well. So they made that decision. He got traded to Ottawa and then landed in Tampa Bay after that. And the rest is history for, for Ben Bishop. But I'll tell you this. There's a great story as to why Ben Bishop landed on the radar of the St. Louis Blues. And in the 2004 lockout... If you remember, the Blues had a big charity game at the Family Arena during the lockout. Jeremy Roenick played in it, Joe Neuendyke, Gary Roberts, Brett Hall, Chris Pronger, Al McKinnis, Jamal Mayers. I mean, it was just an unbelievable, incredible, star-studded field um, for this charity hockey game that sold out the Family Arena during the 2004 lockout where they missed the entire season. And they needed a goaltender. And Ben Bishop was a young teenager, not even NHL draft eligible at the time, playing Tier 2 Junior A hockey for the Texarkana Stars. The Texarkana Stars out of Texas. And they called him in, and he was unbelievable in the charity game. I mean, he was stopping everybody. And, you know, you could look at it a couple different ways and say, well, all these players, they're not training like NHL players. They knew the season would be canceled. And they hadn't been on the ice. But still, we're talking about some of the more talented players in the league at the time who could not score on Ben Bishop. And I'll never forget being outside the family arena. And here's this teenager walking out of the rink with his bag over his shoulder and about 20 family members just cheering for Ben Bishop when he walked out of the building. And he was the star of that game. I mean... That was the number one thing you took out of that game was like, this kid is unbelievable. And I already knew who Ben Bishop was, having been a St. Louis kid and whatever. But that truly put him on the radar, and the Blues began scouting him and tracking him moving forward and ended up drafting him into the organization in the third round in the following draft, I believe. Uh, uh, candidly, he was with the Texas Tornadoes. Uh, the North American they, Hockey Texas League. Texas Tornadoes. They changed, they changed the Texarkana, same oh, organization. Right. I'm sorry, I yes. knew that. Yeah, Texas and, Tornadoes. And John Cooper actually coached Texarkana before coming to, to the Bandits. Yes. With and, Pat Maroon before yes. going to Tampa Bay. And, and Pat Maroon also played in Texas. Did you just get corrected on your correction? That's what it sounds <laughs> like. Uh, maybe. And the only reason I did it is because Strickypedia. In the North American Hockey League. Likes to have immediate knowledge on any player because yeah. you just go to Wikipedia, which of course is the encyclopedia for the lazy. And I just did Whoa. it on Ben Bishop. Well, for you, for the lazy. I just that's what that's oh. how I know so much about Fernando Tatis. I, I hate Wikipedia. I Vladimir, love Wikipedia. Like Vladimir Guerrero, Guerrero Jr. 
Um, my favorite player from Colorado. Charlie Blackman. No, Trevor the third Story. No, no, Arenado. Yeah, no one. Last year, Strick said, this guy's pretty good. We should get him. Like, yeah, he's pretty good. <laughs> it's locked but up I, now. Wikipedia is the encyclopedia for the ladies. Major League Baseball All-Star game. It's, it's going to be the Rockies versus the MLB stars. Correct. Okay. So uh, what, like, would you prefer people just look at a book? The actual encyclopedia book? Well, I'm saying I'm confused probably, how you want them to assess information. I'd say there's more official sites like an NHL.com nah. or DallasStars.com. But well, Wikipedia, NHL.com's not going to have that far of a bio. But you know ah. what? But isn't, isn't that a great story, though? I love Wikipedia. I'm Marty. just saying it's not always reliable. Isn't that a great story? It is a About, great story. I like this, that. Here's this kid who they needed a goaltender, and... Obviously, he was big. You know, I was on the ice the other I day. I loosely remember that. With, with, I'm sure we all covered it because there was no you know, hockey going on. I was coaching a, a, a practice the other day, a midget practice with Travis Turnbull. Little people. With Travis Turnbull. Not midget. Uh, they're like teenagers. And um, Doesn't matter what age they are. Travis offensive. Turnbull, who played at Michigan. Perry's son. And Perry Turnbull's son, now playing professionally over in Europe. He played a couple of NHL games with the Buffalo Sabres. Great guy. And we were talking about Ben Bishop and talking about this series, and I said, and he said, "Man, I wish he would have landed in Michigan, but Red Berenson wouldn't offer him a full full ride." And he went to Maine, and I think he started at Maine, backing up Jimmy Howard, and ended up finishing at Maine. Jim Montgomery is a legend at Maine. He's now the head coach of the of the uh, of the Dallas Stars. He played with Paul Correa. They won a national championship, I think, back in 1993, something like that. He had an incredible college career. So he got a lot of Maine connection there. He ended up at Maine, could have been at Michigan, playing for, for Red Berenson. That just goes to show you how under the radar he was, that he couldn't even get a full ride from some of these big-time schools. Jim Montgomery, one of three Maine players in history to have mm-hmm. the jersey retired. Yeah. Paul Correa, yeah. Jim Montgomery, and Scott Pellerin. Scott Pellerin. How about that? He was an incredible. He put up incredible college numbers, too. But, you know, um, Jim Montgomery... You know, he played a handful of games here for the Blues. You know, he played for the Stars as well. San Jose is another team he played for. Finished his career playing for the Missouri River Otters as a player coach. But I got to know him real well because my summer job during college was working at Vito's Pizza. And he he was married to Vito's sister several years ago. And he's now on to his second marriage. Well, I was just going to say, it sounds st- like they're not st- married. Okay. No, they're not married anymore. <laughs> I- but he, he his second wife is also from St. Louis. So he's here all the time in the off season and hung out at Vito's, you know, you know, back then all the time and got to know him real well when he was a hockey player, just trying to find his way into the National Hockey League and stay in the NHL. But he was a very good uh, minor league player, too. Scored some goals and put up some pretty good numbers. Love the Ben Bishop angle. And again, yeah, Jim Montgomery, former Blue, is the head coach of the Dallas Stars. But as far as the matchup, let's walk through it here. Mm-hmm. Where is the edge? Who's got the better group? They've got a great top line. We yeah, know that. But really in terms good. of depth, again, do the Blues have the better collection of forwards? What about on the blue line? What mm-hmm. about in net? If you had, to, I used to love the paper when they do their playoff yeah, breakdowns. Yeah. You put the check mark, the edge. Okay, who gets the edge here? You let's know, some go, of it's let's difficult go to break down let's because you know, we're talking, we're talking about you know, especially in goal. That's the most difficult one because the team is made up differently. But when you look at Jordan Bennington versus Ben Bishop, everyone's going to give the edge to Bishop because he's established and he's experienced. We're talking about a 25-year-old rookie in Bennington who's passed every test and he's been able to match save for save against any great goaltender he's gone up against. You know, obviously the one team that's given him trouble this year has been the Dallas Stars, but he always showed the ability to bounce back. And, you know, he had two two of his five losses were against Dallas. Um, But you look at... Dallas's defense. They're young, extremely mobile. They can skate. 
Miro Haskinen is a former third overall pick who is an unbelievable player. He's a He will be a Calder finalist, most likely, along with Bennington. Um, he led the Dallas Stars in ice time in their opening round series uh, against Nashville, and he's a young kid. So and they got a other, couple of other you know players in the back end who they're almost like a fourth forward on the ice. They're probably a little more dangerous in the Blues off the rush. They don't wear you down and grind you down the way that St. Louis can. And I like St. Louis's depth offensively in terms of what they present on their third and fourth line. I think they have players at the bottom end of their roster offensively who can change a series more so than Dallas can. But their defense is made up a little bit differently, especially when you compare it to Winnipeg, who the Blues just faced, who were big and physical. They step up, but they would punish you. Look at how physical Winnipeg's defense was, especially in the first two games of the series. I mean, the Blues came out of there with victories, but got beaten up a little bit. You're not going to see that as much from Dallas's defense, although they have some heavier players in the back end, including Roman Polak. Don't open the Roman Polak door, who now plays in Dallas. So a little bit different makeup, but they're skilled, they're fast, have some grit at the bottom end of their roster. Uh, but I like the Blues' depth offensively and the mobility probably of Dallas's D versus the size of St. Louis's D. That's going to be an interesting comparison. How about the stat? Tarasenko, 13 career games against Ben Bishop, mm-hmm. nine goals, yeah. and I think is it four assists. So he's got 13 points in 13 and games. And he's got at least one hat trick in there as well where he's been, and you know may not have been against Bishop, but he's been really good against the Dallas Stars over the course of his career. I, I would expect the Blues' top line to really get going. Um, and O'Reilly gonna, got a little quiet he did. in that last series. I, I look for him. That's my pick to click. He's going to have a big second round. Well, I think the Shifley matchup that we saw in Winnipeg, I think they're a little more difficult to play against in terms of what they present defensively versus Sagan, Radulov, and, um, and Jamie Benn. So, I mean, all great players. And, again, they're dangerous off the rush, but they can grind you down a little bit as well. So that's going to be a challenge. And listen, Jay well, Bomeister and Colton Pareko, they're going to have the assignment. That's going to be their responsibility. If they'll draw that assignment from the drop of the puck, they'll be up against the Jamie Benn line and the Tyler Sagan line. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch how that plays out, too. If you look at the final stats, it was Bennington leading the league in goals against right in front of Ben Bishop. Ben Bishop led the league in save percentage. Mm-hmm. Bennington was fourth. So... Common knowledge would say, okay, well, that's going to be like a two-one game, a one, you know, one nothing game. Any chance it goes oppo, and all of a sudden we're going to see a five-three game? Oh, I think we could. Just never know. I think we could. You don't ever know. I mean, trying to predict how what the score is going to be, you know, is hard. But all the, you know, in the Stanley Cup playoffs, with as good as these goaltenders are, and, and as and as good as they've been, if they play up to their their level of expectation. There's, you know, you're probably not going to see some high-scoring games. I would imagine you'll see more low-scoring games. But the Blues' ability to kind of grind you down low, it's going to be interesting to see how Dallas's defense can handle that because they're not as big, not as physical as what Winnipeg brought to the table. But again, they are mobile, so you got to make sure that you're managing the puck properly because if you turn it over, like I said, three of those guys that they have there, I mean, they're like a fourth forward on the ice, and they're real dangerous off the rush. So. Um, man, this is going to be Dallas is like St. Louis, though, in, from the standpoint that they didn't meet expectations first half of the season, had some adversity. The president, Jim Lights, calls them out. And do we have that? Quote, it became, it this... became a huge story league wide. Right. When the president called him out, not the GM, but the team president it wasn't the GM. It was the team president who cited the owner as well, saying the owner agreed with his take. 
I mean, everybody was talking about this, and it was a huge story. The president actually called the media in to provide this rant. So it was pre-calculated. I think this was talked about. And uh, from that point going forward, Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan, the two players who were targeted by the president, ended up going off and and, uh, and playing pretty well down the stretch. But for me, it pissed me off when nobody says is what is completely obvious to me. We are getting terrible play from our top two players. According to The Athletic, he added, they are blanking horse blank. I don't know how else to put it. The team was okay, but Sagan and Ben were terrible. If 14 and 91 don't lead, we will not be successful. Tom, the owner, has allowed us to do everything we needed to do to be successful. Whatever it's taken, he's done. And I'm tired of getting emails from him saying, what the hell is going on with our best players? And he called them out for being perimeter players, not going to the dirty areas, your favorite term in hockey, Martin. Um, and Gotta they, get a greasy goal. Yeah, they weren't getting greasy goals. You know, at the time, you know, Sagan was still leading the team in points, and I think Jamie Benn was leading the team in goal scoring. I think he had 15 goals at the time. And everybody in hockey, all the former players are like, this is ridiculous. The NHLPA came out and they provided a statement saying this is completely offside, should never happen, this is wrong, blah, blah, blah. You never see a player, you know, be able to go off on management. Um, And the players said, hey, I haven't even talked to Jim Lights. But I'll never forget, you know, Ken Hitchcock, who was close to the Dallas situation, having coached there last year, he said, listen, this will work. Watch. This is going to turn this team around and he thought it was kind of genius most former players won't agree with you they were all almost angry saying this is the most ridiculous thing ever but the story kind of went away because in reality a lot of people who were critical of it couldn't say anything because the way dallas took off and played after that so in st louis we had uh, a player beating up another player at practice that was the turning point down there so just something and that player was sent down and the guy who was beating him up got, got a contract an yes <laughs> You just need something horribly negative to go on with your franchise, and then everything will be fine. Oh, by the way, Puck Daddy, Tyler Stewart, has said, please ask Stricky if I play really well in a charity game, does that mean I'll he get a shot? He just texted me and asked me that, and I said flat out no. He has your number? I guess, allegedly. Uh, let's get to the other huge story, NHL. Last night, Vegas has San Jose beat in a Game 7 mm-hmm. in the Shark Tank. It's 3-zip, third period. Mm-hmm. And it's Cody Eakin who had the hit, right? Yes. The cross check yeah, from Joe Vegas. Pavelski. Pavelski, the captain of the Sharks, hits the ice. There is some blood. They give him a five minute major. Yeah. The Sharks score four goals in that five minute penalty, that mm. power play. And to Vegas's credit, they still tied it up and then ended up losing uh, in overtime. But do you think the, the penalty call was incorrect? Bad, a, bad call. Bad call, right? Bad call. Clearly a bad call. It was a minor. Did they call it? Be- so it should I have think, been a penalty, but not it, a five-minute major. It could have been a minor penalty for sure. Calling it a five-minute major, man, that is pretty excessive and certainly is the reason why San Jose is still alive in the playoffs today. They don't win the game if it's not a five-minute major. But also, it's the player who went down. I mean, you saw the reaction from the players on the ice. I mean, Joe Pavelski is obviously their boy. He's the captain of the team. Uh, you know, he and Joe Thornton kind of run the roost over there. And when he went down, everyone had this concerned look on their face. And I listen, I don't believe if it was a different player, a role player, who goes down with that injury, even though if they have a five-minute power play, I don't think they score four goals. I think that motivated them, the team, to kind of rally around Joe. 
We will rally around Joe and play good football. Remember, it was... Uh, that was Dick Vermeil. It was <laughs> Dick, Kurt Warner. Dick Vermeil. I was thinking of that. Like, well, I think Joe Thornton, they said, even told the bench, let's do you this, saw what happened, you go out Pav. and score. Let's do this for Pav. And they scored but right Vegas away. But Vegas got screwed, right? Vegas got screwed, but San Jose scored right off the opening faceoff following the penalty just a few seconds in. So you're like, wow, this could be interesting. No one thought that they would score four. Now, Vegas isn't happy about it. Obviously, they got screwed on the call. But let's not forget they had a 3-1 series lead. And at the end of the day, you got to regroup, get your composure back together, and kill off the penalty. You could have even allowed two goals. But allowed four goals, I mean, no one's going to have any uh, sympathy for you. It reminded me of the Blues-Kings playoff series back in 1998. Game five in L.A. I was thinking that too. Weren't where you, Jeff Courtnall no, runs. Comeback. Jeff Courtnall runs Jamie Store, and then it was McDonald, um, the defenseman from L.A. who attacked Courtnall. Courtnall gets a two-minute minor for interference on the um, on the for running the goaltender. But then the Kings defenseman got a five-minute major and a two-minute minor. So the Blues go on a five-minute power play after he runs their goaltender. Another terrible call, but it worked in the Blues' favor. And the Blues end up scoring four goals on that power play. They come back to win the game. They, too, were down 3 nothing at the time. Terry Yake with the game winner. Hey. But that I do remember that game. I didn't yeah. remember the specifics of it. And I think they might have swept the Kings in that series. They did sweep the Kings. And Brett, lost Brett Hall had a goal after. on there uh, during the power play as well. It was amazing. I, I actually, if you're interested in watching the comeback, I um, I tweeted it out last night, and Steve Levy and Darren Pang on the call for ESPN back then. How about that? Yeah, it's great. Uh, Strix is here. It's a little hockey talk on a Wednesday. The matchups now set in the West, Colorado, taking on San Jose Blues and Stars. Eight thirty, the start time. Game one at Enterprise Center on Thursday. Saturday's game still undetermined in terms of the time, I believe. Yeah, they have not announced that yet. I would imagine that'll be announced very, very soon. And then games uh, three and four down in Dallas, they'll be playing host next Monday mm. and Wednesday. Other side of it, Boston wins a game seven. They've got Toronto's number. Yes. They finish off the Leafs. That was a game seven last year. Toronto night. hasn't won a playoff series in 15 years. That's hard to believe. God, and that is the hockey mecca. It's 15 unbelievable. 15 years. They're going crazy today in Toronto. Firing people? What's that? Firing people? No, the fans are just really upset. Yeah. You know, they're a young team. I mean, very young. They're best players. I mean, outside of John Tavares, who obviously has been in the league for 10 years. But, I mean, Matthews and Mitch Marner, these guys are like young 22-year-old kids and unbelievably talented. They need to get better on the back. And we're not going to talk too much about the Maple Leafs here. I'm not so sure who's driving around wants a breakdown of the Maple Leafs. But, oh, my brother-in-law, Mike. But they'll be good. He's, are we, from, he's from Canada. Are Blues fans... Should they get used to 8.30 start times if they're going to be paired with Boston you know, Columbus? I, I was trying to remember this a couple years ago. I didn't think they did this after the first round. I thought this was only a first-round deal. Um, so I know it's listed at 8.30, so be in your seats, but it's pretty much an 8.45 drop of the puck with mm. national television. So it'll be a late one. Here's some insider baseball that nobody cares about, but I do. The whole Jumbotron, you know the presentation they do and the light show and all that, and they had Chaser giving the motivational speech. Does that stay the same? Each round, or do you think, do they roll out a whole new sort of vibe? I think that's the plan is to stay the same okay. for round two. Don't quote me on that. We'll okay. see how it plays out. But, hey, the Blues, Blue Note production, their staff, led by Trevor Nickerson and Chris Frome and these guys, they do an unbelievable job, and I would imagine they'll have something in store. If it's not in the second round, if they advance, they'll certainly change that up come conference final time if they advance. And great videos online, too. Awesome Inside videos. the room yeah. when you have Baruby and yeah. Pet Petro is like, hey, you're, dude, yeah. you're interrupting me. Yeah. Bar- and yeah. the Baruby makes a, a joke. A lot of that is NHL Productions. 
who gets the access. have a crew, and obviously they posted the blues can kind of pick and choose what they want, edit it how they want. Um, but they do an unbelievable job with all that stuff. All right, we'll do a quick break here. Strict is in the house. You can either uh, text us questions at 855-282-8255, or you can direct message us on Twitter if you happen to be Puck Daddy. Try it bank with a take-it-to-the-bank text line. You can chime in at 855-282-8255. I was with our buddy Jim Regna last night. He was at the Cardinal game. It's in a box? He was in the box. With his Were you with him? Here's, no, I was doing TV, and it started to rain. Just lightly at around 6 o'clock. So we did the 620 sports hit from the Triad Bank box. Oh, cool. Providing, providing cover for us, providing all your banking needs for you. Triadbanking.com is where you can find them on the web. Located on Clayton Road. It's right across from uh, Plaza Frontenac. It's easy to get to. So wherever you live, you get on Highway 40, get off at Lindbergh. They're right there by Lindbergh and Highway 40. Not far from the home of Hockey Sense. Schneidhorse is just down the road. But the point is Triad Bank can take care of your commercial lending. They can take care of your day-to-day banking, and it's all based here. Started in St. Louis in 2005, so if you're a business owner looking for a loan, you do all the paperwork, and instead of them saying, yeah, we'll get back to you, it's not going to New York or Los Angeles. These are St. Louis people making those decisions. Five-star rated bank, our good friends at Triad Bank. Stop by and see them or find them online at triadbanking.com. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.